Welcome to Men Alive, where we examine biblical principles related to becoming conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Our host is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, a consultant in adult education and director of Go Teach Global. Dr. Jim. Thanks, Paul. You and Diane have been married for over 50 years. 54 at this moment, Jim. Well, you're ahead of Rita and me. 52 years married for us. I know you remember because you were the best man when Rita and I married back in 1967. And Jim, you know I like to tease Rita and tell her I'm still the best man. That may be, Pablo. But I want us to talk today to men about the horrific number of married men who are committing adultery. If adultery were a medical issue today, it could be called an epidemic. Exactly. So stay with us, men, as we consider this sensitive topic. Paul, you said in your introduction that this series is called Men Alive, where we examine biblical principles related to becoming conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Jesus was a single man his whole life, Jim. So what principles did he teach about adultery? In Matthew 5, Jesus was teaching what we call the Sermon on the Mount. His audience was primarily Jewish believers, one who followed the laws given in what we call the Old Testament. They knew one of the Ten Commandments was, you must not commit adultery, period, full stop. Don't do it. Then Jesus adds these words, but I say, anyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery in his heart. That is a game changer for how we as men look at women. Paul, you and I have lived in cultures where it appears to be socially acceptable to look at women and lust after them. Men rationalize that women are inviting men to lust for her by the provocative clothing she is wearing. Some men in some countries have their wives shave their head bald on their wedding night so she will no longer be sexually attractive to any other man. Some cultures cover up their wives and daughters with black robes when they are in public, so they are not appealing to any other man. These cultures forget to cover the most attractive part of a woman, her eyes. That may be why King Solomon, the future son of Bathsheba, with whom King David committed adultery, would write, Do not let her catch you with her eyelids, her seductive looks, and do not desire her beauty in your heart. Men have been blaming women for their problems ever since Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. And Adam said to God, The woman you gave me, she made me do it. Adam refused to be accountable for what was his problem. He desired the fruit, and he chose to eat it. And then Adam blamed both God and the woman. Exactly. It's our eyes we have to control, men. Jesus said, in essence, do whatever it takes to stop looking at women as sexual objects. First, ask God's Holy Spirit to fill us each moment of every day, to help us fix our thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Plus, Scripture says, think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. We are what we think about. If we watch pornography, we are going to think about sex. If we watch provocative movies, we're going to have stimulated thoughts when we look at women. If we are not respecting, loving, and honoring our wife, 
we will soon be open to the attention and affection of an emotionally lonely woman. Adultery is not rape. Adultery is the stimulating fulfillment of mutual desire. Adultery implies a predetermined initiation and a voluntary response. Men remember, love as an emotion is more powerful than lust or sex outside of marriage. Love protects and marriage was initiated by God to protect society from self-destruction. Let's look at the consequences of committing adultery. Adultery rejects the one who gave themselves to you unconditionally on your wedding night, heart, mind, and soul. Adultery betrays the most intimate of all friendships. Adultery plus fornication and even pornography advocates immediate sexual pleasure without responsibility for or accountability to the other person. God created sex in the beginning. He made man and he made woman. And he said, it is very good. But God intends the joy of sex to be fulfilled in the marriage relationship. One man, one woman, till death parts them, not divorce. Malachi says God hates divorce. Why? Because it destroys his model of his eternal love for Israel. Adultery views sex as pleasure without ownership of children. Marriage permits us to receive one of the dearest of God's creative gifts to multiply and have children made in our genetic image. Adultery leaves children and spouses vulnerable to attacks by the evil one. And adultery basically says, I reject God's plan and Christ's love and choose to live by my selfish rules. Husbands are to be the head of the wife and love their wife. How? As Christ loved the church and died to redeem his church to be his bride. Marriage is a lifelong covenant, not a temporary contract. Paul, you and I have known each other for all the years we've been married. We know neither of us have ended our marriage by committing adultery. For that, we are blessed. Diane, your bride, and Rita, my angel, have both been faithful as our wives. That's right, Jim. We are blessed husbands. And with the blessing of our brides, we produce this program, Men Alive. For a printed copy of this teaching, or with any questions you may have for Dr. Jim, send your email to menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Now, Jim, what do you say to a male listener today who is lusting after another man's wife? I think I should also talk to men who are dreaming of having sexual relations with a woman who is not biblically available to him to consider, even to a man listening who has committed adultery, either as a one-time affair like David with Bathsheba or in a multiple times relationship like Samson with Delilah. You may have just finished a recent episode and theoretically no one knows you are an adulterer including your wife, and you are asking, what do I do next? Consider how King David responded after committing adultery with Bathsheba. First, we must agree with God, as David did, that adultery is sin. And we can easily define sin. S-I-N is selfish individualism now. 
God said in Exodus 20:14, you shall not commit adultery. And David agreed with God in Psalm 51:4 when he said, against you, you only, O Lord, did I sin. Then we have to humble ourselves, as David did, before the Lord. 1 Peter 5, 5-6 says, Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. James 2, 12-13 adds, Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And James 4, 11-12 says, Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy, But who are you to judge your neighbor? Next, we confess our sin to the Lord as David did and have a clean heart created within. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Listen to David's words. I have sinned against the Lord. 2 Samuel 12.13 But David said to the Lord, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Restore to me the joy of thy salvation. Psalm 51, 12. And we must confess our sin to whomever we offended and ask their forgiveness. James 5, 16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And finally, We use our experience as David did to help others obey God's way. Psalm 51, 13. So there you have it, men. Stop messing around. Stop looking and flirting and wondering. Here are some of the ways you can help prevent adultery. Pray with your spouse as often as possible. Pray at meals, beside your bed, while traveling, by phone, by writing prayers to each other. Tell her whenever you are going to be around another woman so she can pray protection over you and your heart. Make your spouse number one. She is more to be loved than either the job or the kids or the image. Show your children that you love their mother more than any other person. Your kids will have added security to know their parents love them. Protect your spouse. Do not allow each other to be vulnerable. Avoid prolonged times away from home, and where possible, be accountable to each other. Follow your spouse in prayer during times apart. How do we stop the epidemic? Accept Jesus Christ into your life as Lord and sovereign controller. Determine in your heart with your spouse that from this moment on you will no longer violate your marriage vows in any manner so as to cause either one of you to commit adultery never give up, and above all, be willing to forgive. And where necessary, seek professional help before it is too late. The less we confess, the bigger the mess. Pablo, let me pray with our men on listening before we go. Sovereign Lord God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Help me confess to those I have wronged and watch you heal the relationships. 
Make me willing to forgive and become kind and tender-hearted. Father, teach me how to be pure in my mind and my words to speak the truth with the boldness of a prophet, the obedience of a teacher, and the compassion of a healer. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving my sins and for making me whole. May those who are disappointed be willing to forgive me. Help the ones who will benefit the most to hear these words. Lord, enable us to end the silent, tragic epidemic of adultery. Restore marriages and heal families, I ask. In the strong name of Jesus of Nazareth, amen. Amen. For a printed copy of this program's teaching, or with any questions you may have, contact Dr. Jim by sending your email to menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, go to our website at www.goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive, conform to the image of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ.